0: if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I'm the head of the abuse team at who James, and I'm joined by my colleague, Felina Grosvenor. Hi, Felina.
1: Hi, Alan. How
0: are you? I'm very well, thank you. And your good self?
1: Good. I'm very well, thank you.
0: Excellent. So, listeners, in this H.J. Talks About Abuse podcast, we're going to be talking about the Catholic Safeguarding Standards Agency, and this was your suggestion, Felina, and the Catholic Safeguarding Standards Agency has been in the news recently, and so perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the CSSSA and why it is in the news.
1: Thank you, Alan. So, as our listeners may or may not be aware, the independent inquiry into child sexual abuse were investigating all in relation to the Catholic Church. And in November of last year, they published a final report in relation to child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. And one of the things that the church has done in response is to create the the CSSA and this agency was created around the same time as the church published an action plan in response to the inquiry's report into the church and what the agency is it's it creates a professional standard to which all catholic dioceses and religious life groups in england and wales will be accountable to so this means that the cssa will be able to sanction any clergy who do not meet those standards. And that's really important considering what was in the report of the independent inquiry. So that's really the background as to okay. this new agency. Okay, because
0: we've obviously got considerable interest in this because we've represented so many victims and survivors in their cases that they brought against the Catholic Church. Although some listeners may well be aware that the Catholic Church is a sort of umbrella term for many organizations that come within the scope of um, the Catholic Church. So you've got dioceses, bishops, dioceses, and then you have religious orders. So you've got this disparate group, that's how I would describe it, and this yeah. disparate group of various bodies and organizations. And What struck me at IXA was that most people would think, oh, the Catholic Church is one body with the Pope at the top, so to speak, and then you have cardinals and bishops and so on. But actually, it's many different organizations, and consequently, my impression, others may disagree, is that it's difficult to manage, and to ensure that there is accountability, and that there is adequate safeguarding. Again, my own view was, from the evidence at ICSA, The Catholic Church in its broadest sense, in other words, its many disparate organizations that come under that umbrella, were found wanting in many, many ways when it came to protection of children, the way it dealt with child sexual abuse, the way it dealt with allegations, the way it dealt with priests and others who've been up to no good, and in particular those who had abused children and so on. It was just an unedifying spectacle. So, what I'm getting at is, is, how is this agency going to reach all of these various entities and bodies, the diocese and religious bodies? You know, you've got priests, you've got monks, you've got nuns, you've got bishops, you've got lay members. You know, it's a complex structure. So how is this agency going to?
1: No, I agree, Alan. I mean, in a way, it remains to be seen. The agency is promoted, let's say, as a new agency that replaces the previous commissions and services that were there before to be more overarching. And as you say, govern all of these very different, very broad individuals and bodies. So in a way, it remains to be seen how the actual process will run and and if it will hopefully improve the situation. But the positives that we can take initially from this new agency, is the appointments that have been made. So Mr. Nazir Afsal has been appointed as the chair of this agency, and many perceive his appointment to be very, very positive and demonstrate a shift in culture of the church. So he was the former chief crown prosecutor in the Rochdale grooming gangs cases, which our listeners may be familiar with. And the agency has also appointed another individual named Stephen Ashley, who is the deputy chair. And he was a former assistant chief constable who authorised a home office report on the conduct of the police during the investigations into sexual offences of Jimmy Savile, which I'm sure probably all of our listeners are aware of. And so these initial appointments that we know of give us some hope as to how this agency will be run successfully and and really to work on the recommendations provided by ICSA, by the inquiry?
0: Well, let's hope so. And, you know, it is obviously in many ways long overdue. And if it it does represent this sort of seismic shift as it's described, then it's well overdue. You know, I think it's going to be a, a challenge and a half because... Again, it's only my opinion, and um, others may well disagree with me. It's but you've got big issues when it comes to culture. I'm sure everyone in the Catholic Church would say, you know, child abuse is, is wrong, it's a sin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then it all starts to get confused when it comes to the issue of um, how to deal with it. So, yeah, and, you know, I'm just looking at it's website, you know, it's just interesting. It says that the um, CSSA will have the authority to ensure that each partner organization is complying with the published standards. The authority to ensure compliance and the source of its powers will be the contracts between the CSSA and each partner, namely each diocese, ICLSAL, or other church organization but would really wish to enter in such an agreement with the CSSA. So stands to me as though you've got to sign up. So a religious body may say, well, you know, we're quite happy doing our own thing, you know, whereas I'm sort of thinking, well, maybe they shouldn't be allowed to have a choice. Maybe they should be compelled to take part, which all comes back to this issue that I raised earlier in this podcast, which is, you know, you've got these disparate groups and bodies and so on. So, you know, again, looking at the website, it talks about religious life groups. Religious life groups bring their own, meant to say, charisma. Might be a typo. I don't know. Anyway,
1: you're right, Alan. I think we, if safeguarding really is the number one aim, and, and if that really is what the church is trying to work on so much, then you're right. It shouldn't be opt in if, if that is how it is uh, going to be run.
0: Yeah, it says to better serve the needs of religious life groups, a new dedicated Safeguarding service will be created to replace the current alignment arrangements, dioceses in England and Wales. Okay, well, you know that sounds good, but you know I think the devil's going to be in the detail, to forgive the um, sort of pun there, and whether you know organisations can sort of effectively opt out, because if they can, then I, I would say that is potentially a a defect, a flaw. Anyway. Let's see what happens. So now it's it's a very interesting development, and of course, you know, you've mentioned about the fact that priests and you know can be disciplined and so on. I think there's going to be a national tribunal service, which will address the canonical matters connected to clergy discipline and canonical offences. It will exercise jurisdiction exclusively in the canonical forum although its competence will be not limited simply to the role of adjudication. NTSC's operational activity will extend to preliminary case evaluation as well as formation in professional reventory procedures, evidence, and other matters of canonical penal law. Right. Okay. So that is interesting.
1: Yeah, I think it remains to be seen. And I wonder if we will really, if this agency is sanctioning anyone, I, I imagine that won't be public knowledge.
0: I don't know. I don't see why it should not be sunlight is the best disinfectant, as they say, and they so you know transparency helps. It creates confidence and so on.
1: And hopefully, we'll see you know some well a lot hopefully of transparency from this new agency. That's what we can hope for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so it's a, certainly a very interesting development. But the challenge is going to be how do you bring all these different religious bodies that come within the ambit of the Catholic Church into the fold, so to speak. So this is actually as effective as they clearly hope it to be. So I think we'll be returning to this.
1: <laughs> yes, I agree.
0: We'll be returning to this in another podcast or two. So I hope this is of interest to our podcast listeners because, you know, I we, we get consulted by so many people, sadly, who religious life have been let down so badly in the worst possible way. So thank you very much for tuning in and listening. If you have any thoughts or questions about this particular podcast, or indeed any of our podcasts, then please do get in touch. So thank you very much as always. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk